Hey, 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 Vigilante Wiz here on the 47th episode of the Culture Crime Fires, joined by my partner in Culture Crime Fire, none other than the man, the myth, the legend himself, Matt from Fireball Production. How you doing? Hey, hey, what is going on, my dude? Not much, but StreamYards is pissing me off because like, we can't use the background, and seeing that black background is like bothersome. Because I'm like, I've never done a show with you and just seen that background. I had no option to change it. That's what happens when you know, oh, I'm just going to think in free stream yards is the same free stream yards it was like a year ago. It's like, no. Well, I no, think they're oh, way cheaper. Oh, no, that's not going to work. I think you might be um, underplaying your emotion uh, to how you uh, engaged with StreamYard. Like, oh, I just think you were just like, fuck StreamYard. Yeah. I never want to say it again. I'm going to destroy this company. It it kind of was more that I literally <laughs> just had a fucking breakdown on one episode like of a stream. I can't remember yes. where it was, but uh, I know what it was. I fucking clicked the audio in to share audio, and it just didn't work. And it keeps doing that, and I lost <laughs> my shit. Such a deal though, making fun of me, me and you. Is it the meth, the muff, the legend? Well, he's still the legend. You know, what, let me production. let me tell you a little something about Sunshine Dildo. So. We, as, as, as creators, are attempting uh, to always grow and develop and, uh, you know, get as many eyes on our projects as possible, you know, get as many people in the streams. That's why we have this show as a podcast also, you know, available on iTunes. Uh, we do it both channels. We're both trying. We're always trying to get bigger. So me and Vidge are going to be moving um, all of our episodes on this from this show to a separate YouTube channel, Culture Crime Fighters. Yeah, because it yes, the reason being, uh, apparently it it hurts the algorithm to have your live streams up. Blah blah technical YouTube bullshit. But apparently it's more helpful for us. So we're gonna be moving all of our uh, videos to this new channel. Now I just started uploading. It's actually kind of a big task. It's gonna be a lot of just technical shit downloading from the other YouTube channel, uploading fucking new thumbnails, blah, blah, blah. And I was, I had the first episode we ever did just up in the background. Mm -hmm. And who were you engaging with? Sentient Dildo. Sentient Dildo. So he talks as much shit as he talks, but he has been here since the beginning. He is, man. I called him a fucking pillar because he is. He's like a pillar of my channel, whether he wants to be or not. It's like, such a dildo is a part of the 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 uh, the fabric of what this is. That's correct. He mocks he, us, but he is yeah. the leader of the crime squad. Yeah, he is. We know you love us. Mm -hmm. You just got to deal with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It's pretty. Yeah, cool. I know. I was like, shit, damn, first episode ever, huh? huh. It's called tough love. I'll take it, such a dildo. <laughs> I'll take it. I wouldn't tough have it any other way, buddy. Croatian love. Hard and fast. Way. Wait a second. No. Uh, thank you for still being here, Central Ditto. Thank you all. Thank you, Killy Chow. Thank you, Decepticons Cave. I see a new um, avatar. Shout out to Decepticons Cave of Toys. and Keep one calling Decepticon King because that was his former name. Shout out to anyone who watches the playback. Hey, everyone, it's Fizz Chozo. Thank you, Fizz. I love that. He says, hey, it's me. Hey. So, yeah, every thank you, everybody, who support this show. Uh, we're yes. still trying to grow. We're still trying to do bigger and better things, but we appreciate Always. you guys here. Even if we are taking a step back with the background, that'll that'll change, hopefully, one way or another. We will upgrade our rig. 
Yeah, I, I really want to upgrade my rig, man. I really do. Like, I've been looking at cameras and shit that I can't yeah. really afford. Man, I, this is going to sound... Uh, I've been wanting to ask you this. I want to make a movie. Not that type of movie since you did on Stop. Stop. Damn, but uh, no, man, because like I'm like, man, <clears throat> you can get really good like video quality for like way cheap. Like, these cameras, they're expensive for like... But they're not that expensive what you think a film camera would cost like i would think a film camera is like 10 racks but you can get like a pocket cinema camera for like two racks and shoot like that's netflix approved the pocket cinema 6k i've been looking that shit up so i'm like wow that's fucking crazy i can Apparently, own a, a oh, camera that's that good but no hey, go ahead we got bots hey bots what's going on hey buddy? shout out to the bots welcome to, to the chat russian bots mother russia yeah any uh anything to weigh in russian bot russian bot well, I, I, just, um, I only blocked them for five minutes. <clears throat> oh, well. I don't know. I usually let the mods do nah. their thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I apparently, so I don't know much about shooting live stuff. I mean, I know, like, a little bit, but I don't yeah. really technically understand how to do it. Um, <clears throat> but apparently, when you're shooting a film, the thing that's the most important when it comes to the look of your thing is lenses. Yes. Lenses are and they're they're their own expense as well. Mm-hmm. They can be very. But expensive. you can rent lenses too, and you don't have yeah. to spend. You don't have to pay the full price. And I mean, there's some lenses that are well, depending on what you mean by economical. There's some lenses that are too expensive that you would have to rent. They're just like too, mm-hmm. like twenty thousand dollars. Okay, we're renting. Yeah, but like, right. you know, there's there's lenses that's under a grand that you can get that still add. I mean, a look. So I've, I've been looking into it. I've been doing research. Yeah, lenses are incredibly important. That is, yeah. Lenses are probably more important. I'm not going to say more important than the body, but Pretty they're close. up there. They're very close. Yeah, my buddy, um, shouts to my buddy Zoe. He lives in uh, he lives in Chicago. Um, we used to be buddies in, uh, in L.A. And uh, I worked on a few things he, he put together. And, man, him and his buddy were really getting into production. And they, I don't know if they bought this lens or rented this lens, but motherfucker dude like without any processing any color adjustment like i was just watching on the monitor it looked like a like a gritty indie film it had i mean these incredible shadows and but vivid you could see that it was just like whoa like yeah it was so amazing i had no idea what an impact lenses make but that's the difference yeah you can't i can't get great image with shit glass like i said you can get Again, under a thousand. This is still expensive, but like, like I said, these lenses can get up there. If you want a li- like a really oh, yeah. good lens, they can get like I said, ten, fifteen, twenty grand easy. So a thousand dollars for a solid uh, anamorphic lens, and then adapted depending on the camera. It's like okay, you you you're in business. You know what I mean? You can mm-hmm. do something that's of a higher quality than like you know my fucking you know you can tell you can absolutely tell. I'm just looking at test shots and shit like that and other other things so i'm like man i really want to upgrade my setup and i also want to do something with it. i don't want to just upgrade the setup for this i really want to do a short i really do now like cool. before I, that we got to do a short so that's tight that's yeah i'd say the, the other thing you don't skimp on is sound yeah no no but the, you know what it's a lot cheaper and i'm surprised about that you can get really good mics from like way cheaper way cheaper far as like camera mics and, and stuff like that i mean sound design you still got to do after effect. i know this is inside baseball for movies none of us fucking make movies but like still it's, it's a it's a cool world mm-hmm. 
It's yeah, no, it is. I, I just that like those are the two things that'll just um, that give your project validity or immediately make it just you wipe you just completely write it off as if it like looks good and sounds good. If it doesn't, especially sound. If it sounds like yes. shit, everyone's out. Sound might be more important nowadays, dude. I, I mean, I had buddies that would shoot things and didn't use any like third mic. Like they would just like. They would just use the mic on the camera. No, I can't do that. And it would cut, and you'd hear like there's always a room tone, so you hear like a, and then like a, and, a, and it's like it takes you out of it immediately. You just you're like, all nah. right, I can't watch this, dude. Nah, Another Russian bot. The fuck. Shout out to Russia. We're big over in Russia. Yeah, I guess so. Hell, Russia, Russia loves bots. us. I don't. I don't know. It's weird. Um, yeah, I got him. Deuces. Ooh. Um. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So Microsoft bought every single video game in existence. Yeah, that sucks. They're already evil. They're already, you know, maybe owning like all of the farmland, which isn't fun. And now they own all of the video games. Uh, I I can bring an article up. There's probably a million of them up. Just I got one from. uh, I got one from Bounding. If you want. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. You know, they do all our research for us. Yes, they do. Shout out to them. Shouts. Yeah. And it, this is uh, coming off, if you remember, Blizzard Activision themselves have had some crazy uh, um, allegations and, and stuff like that. Listen Apparently, to fucking Sension Dildo. Is this guy a fucking amateur filmmaker we don't know about? Yeah, look at, yeah he said something about helping me get a camera. I've look gone with a camera. I know where I'm going with. He talked about full frame. Full frame's expensive, so I might go with Michael Four Thirds. Uh, or like I said, the uh, Black Magic camera, which is around. Oh yeah, Black one. Magic. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, uh, guess he he knows about he knows some technical stuff. I wonder what. Yeah, uh, I wonder what that sneaky Croatian's yeah. up to. Yeah, you know, funny that. enough, my buddy Zoe was Croatian. Ah, what a weird little coincidence. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, fucking Microsoft. And then, oh, like I was saying, Blizzard had their own controversy of like sexually assaulting everybody, including men. That was the that was the new uh thing with them. They were like farting on people. It was wild. Blizzard had some wild ass allegations against them. Mm-hmm. But Plus doesn't matter anymore, suck. huh? So the game. Plus suck? their games suck. I mean, my one of my favorite memes in history was that guy at the Diablo uh game announcement. Did you ever see that? Uh no, I don't think I did. It's maybe one of the it's maybe one of the best moments in like just fan culture history. Uh, let me give me one second to pull it up. All right, I'll send my vamp. But yeah, Blizzard has some crazy ass allegations for them in general, and I remember that because, like I said, I remember the guy like uh, it was something about fucking employees getting farted on. I said, man. And it was around the time that jar of fart shit came out. Like, what the fuck is going on in this world? What is, what's, what did I miss? When did that become a thing? So, this thing that I'm sharing comes from the Diablo announcement. Um, so, uh, Act, uh, Blizzard has their big announcement for the video game. This is 2018. Uh, and it's like Diablo Immortal, the new Diablo title, you know. And I don't think there's been a Diablo, like, like a new title years? in a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A 
I mean, I think it came out. I, I played the one of them, the most recent one, and it was awful. I mean, it was just a hack and slash grind. It wasn't even. It wasn't even hard. I was playing on the hardest difficulty, and I was just just wiping my way through all these enemies. I was like, "What is the point of this game? Like, I don't, I don't get it." So the I didn't point play. Is to be addicted, so you can buy more shit. That's but it wasn't point. addicting. There was no satisfaction in it whatsoever. I mean, it has to. There at least has to be an angle of difficulty to, uh, you know. Yeah. It's got. There's got to be something. Anyway, so this guy steps up to the podium after they announced that. Diablo Immortal is going to be a mobile-only game. Ooh. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are here at BlizzCon, thank you. We are going to have... Sorry. <laughs> oh, hey, shit. Uh, just was wondering, is this uh, an out-of-season April Fool's joke? <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a it's a fully, uh, fully how Diablo uh, experience on on mobile, which everybody just no fucks given. I mean, he's so serious, and then mm -hmm. the cheer. Oh man, just watching him die a slow death. Yep, that was yep. great. What the fuck is with the bots? Beat it, Russia! What is going on? Why are we just getting? This is so weird. Oh. Thank you, Fizz Chozo. Thanks. Anyway. Newly modded Fizz Chozo. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just like, you know, not giving the fans what they want, not creating a good game. I don't know if you ever played, like, World of Warcraft, but Never they changed. They played some Overwatch, though, but that was about it. Well, they, they changed what the game was. I mean, when you first played it, it was like, it's definitely like a grind simulator i mean really you're just like you know after a while you're basically just killing enemies of different colors to like you know get xp but <clears throat> there was something very satisfying about leveling up it was it was part of the game then they made like the levels pretty much the same length of time to level up each time so you didn't really have that like you earned a new level you know yeah and then they they would scale the enemies <clears throat> Excuse me. They would scale the enemies like no matter where you were in the world. Like it used to be like certain countries or areas you couldn't go to because you were just going to get smoked by the, yeah. the NPC, you know, villains. Uh, and it would just like it was impossible. But after a while, then they just started scaling the enemies to your level. So you could just go anywhere and kill anybody. And you're like, what is the point of this game? Yeah, if you scale, I mean, you should have some scaling, but it should always be off because there has to be some challenge. There has to be areas that you can't go or you have to earn your way into. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. always a fun thing. Yeah, so like before this even happened, I mean, what's it called? Like uh, uh, Blizzard has sucked for a while. Yeah, they've been, uh, people have been pretty angry. Uh, Wooba Troopers bringing up uh, the, you guys don't have any phones that are part of that same segment. Is that what their response was to that? I don't know. That's I don't even know that one terrible if it is like what like no we have phones we wanted a fucking game you asshole that's so great jesus and apparently yeah. that's mostly about china what this this yeah, this purchase yeah. or yeah like because in mobile games i guess people in china like are really cool with microtransactions like they don't have a problem like spending mm -hmm. money on these little things so they just make just a mint over there when it comes to like little stupid ticky tacky microtransactions in game, yeah, I mean they make a lot off of us. Still, microtransactions—that's the biggest. 
I'll say one of the biggest issues in game modern gaming is the the microtransactioning of everything. It's starting to die down slightly. Uh oh, Whoopa Trooper, if you can send me uh, the video on Twitter, I'll I'll, uh, I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever made a single microtransaction purchase, unless you count uh, skins in CS:GO. Well, I, hey, I think that does count. I guess it but, does, right? Yeah, but see, yeah, I'm trying to think of our microtransaction. I'm sure. I mean, if you consider DLC and different packs, I've, I've definitely bought a couple in my life. I don't think a DLC counts. I mean, you're essentially buying more of the game. Is that a macro transaction then? I mean, it's not like you. You. It's not like you. you Gave Candy Crush three bucks for extra lives. You know what I yeah. mean? Or like, you know, like, oh, uh, spend, you know, like whenever you play one of those mobile games and it's like, oh, well, this pack of gems costs you eight bucks and that eight bucks will let you level up. Like, you know, just this bullshit half gaming, just pay to win nonsense. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, like I said, gaming in general, is that's, that's kind of the goal. That's kind of what they're trying to do. Like, fucking, if you ever play any EA game, that's a different thing. But fucking, uh, fucking Madden and FIFA is just just, just packs. Buy, buy player packs for your uh, ultimate team so you can go online and, and win with your pay-to-win squad. Which is just so lame. I mean, that just doesn't that just rob the spirit of the game? Uh, yeah, that robs the spirit of everything. I'm sorry, I looked at such a deal though. I don't know if uh. Uh, I can't say I don't. I feel like that would be offensive to the Chinese people. So Jesus. good job, such a dildo. Good job. <laughs> but no, man. Like, uh, yeah, that ruins the spirit of gaming. But unfortunately, that that's become the economics of gaming. Mm-hmm. That's why they were trying to do. I mean, it ended up failing. But they were trying to do everything like streaming, like game streaming, at online or all at all times and stuff like that. There's still some games like that. That's why that was the massive fucking push to basically make games a service, you know, yeah. games as a service instead of a, a, a complete video game product. Which I'm not entirely against, like the Xbox Live uh, or whatever, whatever it is like the yeah. that's actually a really reasonable service. I mean, the amount of access you get to games is really pretty generous. I mean, you get this many how many different titles for just a monthly fee is actually not so bad. I mean, granted, they're not like AAA. They're not new, but yeah. it's a library of games. The Game Pass, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, that's a cool thing. That's a cool thing. I mean, but that's cool as like a – that's not like the main thing. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll buy Game Pass so I can play all these games, you know, whenever. But it's not like a thing that's like, oh, this is how we base the entire industry on. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, fair enough. And that's, I would say, that's the gimmick. Well, it's weird, uh, though, but then you have, like, um, Nintendo that, like, uh, doesn't, uh, like, they don't do anything like that. So if you want to buy, like, Mario 64 on Switch, it costs, like, 50 bucks or whatever. Like, it costs as much as it used to cost. Like, there's no, like, price scaling. Yeah, I remember looking at my buddy got a Switch. He's like, oh, dude, you got to get it. And I almost did. And I was just looking at the game store. I'm like, this is going to cost me, like, $300 worth of games just to play anything I want to play. Like, like, I don't know, man. Like, you know what I mean? You got to give me a little more access than just this. I mean, I already have a Steam library. And man, they got. Uh, we were talking about because I, I do the little Mario stream. Shout out to anyone who watches those Mario streams. But um, they had the 3D, not 3DS, Mario All Stars 3D. 
which they only offered for like a limited time a couple years ago, whatever it mm-hmm. was. So if you didn't get it, you, you couldn't get it. And that was it. It was uh, like an exclusive, like a time exclusive game. Okay. So yeah, that, that pissed a lot of people off because it was like, you know, you can't fucking even get it. Yeah, plus, I mean, I think overall, Nintendo's pretty good to their customers. Like, yeah, they they generally respect the fans and give them content and games that they want to play. In games, they have, but I know, like, when streaming started, they were, like, the hardest company to stream games for. They would, like, take their shit down. Oh, yeah, they would do that, too. Yeah, which is so stupid. It's just, that's just free advertising for your game, dude. Yeah, but I guess they, I don't know, they took it some other way. And I got the video of Whoopa Troop if you want to see the, I think it's from the same thing, the BlizzCon. Yeah, yeah, let's see it, the BlizzCon thing, yeah. Yeah, let's uh, go ahead and share screen. Hopefully this system audio fucking works. I've clicked the box. Stream yards. This is what started this madness that we're living in. Oh, jeez. Okay. Is there any plans to make this playable on PC, or is this strictly mobile forever? Uh, are there any? Uh, yeah. This, this the current plan is to be close on ups. mobile, both uh, Android and iOS. Uh, we don't have any plans at the moment to do uh, PC. <laughs> Do you guys not have phones? Yeah, you guys all have, have phones. Phone. Oh. Jesus Christ! Do you guys not have phones? Unbelievable! Because Diablo was known all this time as a mobile brand, and the people who would show up to fucking BlizzCon, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're playing fucking uh, what's that Clash of Castles or whatever the uh, fuck? Yeah, it, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like. Those the, just bullshit. They they games that just ripped off all the great elements of a real time strategy video game and just use it purely to just generate money has nothing yeah. to do with the spirit of those games. All the leveling up stuff has just been replaced with pay to level. So all these people who would show up because they love those games that you guys pioneered, all the Warcrafts, the Starcrafts. I mean, th- no one, no casual fan is going to BlizzCon, and they're just like, what, you guys don't have phones? Why would you want it on PC? Oh, I don't know, because I've been playing your game since I was a kid on PC, you fuck. Yeah. Don't anger the PC <clears throat> master race. Man, I, I just couldn't imagine. I can't imagine, because companies, companies tend to treat their customers as if they're employees and they have to do what they're supposed to do sort of thing like mm-hmm. customer does this customer consumes they give us xy money and that's how it goes and they freak out when like don't you guys have phones fuck yeah. off are you no i don't i don't have a phone that's that's how i got here without a phone get the fuck out of here although I'll, I'll say this i mean as much you know much as it's like i as a fan of those titles and all that shit like i find that insulting they must have done something right because Microsoft bought this company for seventy fucking billion dollars. Yeah, but seventy billion. Well, as a oh, since you did, oh, Billy Bob can you know he can find that in his fucking couch. He's rich as all shit, and look at the properties they own. Uh, I can't remember if it was before the stream or not, but we were talking about just just Candy Crush and Call of Duty. Yeah, I mean that I mean, covers seriously. a lot of ground. Even if those Call of Duties are not, you know, complete, you know, completely baked, completely finished by the time that they're out, mm-hmm. they still sell those fuckers. You know what I'm saying? Well, wasn't there one Call of Duty update that was like 
if you had it, you were fully updated, it was like a hundred gigs on your hard drive or something. Jesus. I mean, uh, come on, a hundred. Yeah, that's a whole hard drive. Depending, on, especially if you're talking about like a console. That's. But yeah, uh, I think it was a PC, but still, it was PC. just like all the updates and all that. And you got, I mean. Fuck Jeez. you. Like, that's just bloated, lazy programming. Like, there's no way you need that much space for the run this game. Like, what are you doing? A hundred gigabytes. So if you have, I mean, I mean, that's crazy. If you have a terabyte, that's 10% of your overall storage. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it you. is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, consume. They overpaid just like the uh, Disney did with Star Wars as bright as day. I'm not sure if they overpaid. Like, I think they did because of how crazy that number sounds. Um, but, like, I don't know. Well, because these properties, as pissed as people are at Blizzard, they still make a lot of money off of the properties they own. They still have, like, a brand loyalty to these brands. And, I mean, there's all... there's. There's so many frustrated consumers of brands in general. We're like, oh man, I hate this brand, but I still buy it. Like I talk That's about Madden, true. I talk about Madden fans. People complain about Madden every fucking year. It's obvious that they they're literally repatch, excuse me, repatching the same game year over year. But people still buy it, no matter what people complain about, no matter what how mad people get, they still make millions upon millions of dollars, if not billions. Each fucking year, because yeah. people still buy it. So it's true. FIFA too. Blizz- FIFA too, and Blizzard has that same relationship with their fans, where everyone talks shit, but they still buy the shit. Every dude, and EA time. used to be a great game company. I mean, they like back when Madden. Like I remember, Madden was really good right before they got the exclusive rights to it. Mm-hmm. It was a great game, but there was another one, NFL 2K. NFL 2K, which I thought was better. A lot of people did. That it was 2K5, I think it was. And then after that, they said, fuck it, we're getting the exclusive rights. And- well, I always liked Madden because it was a little bit more like the real game, whereas like uh, 2K was a little bit more cartoony. Yeah, but that year they got less cartoony, and that's what kind of made it a little bit better. I liked – I remember that because I remember playing on like Xbox <clears> – <throat> 2k and it was like 20 dollars, and it was like wow how did they make this game for 20 dollars new mm. back then that to on the cover and i thought it was a, it was mm. it was definitely the best 2k uh yeah, and Lupa Troopa agrees as 2k5 yeah. is a holy trinity of football games yeah and man was still good in that era like i think Madden oh, i loved it that's when they good. added like the hit stick and shit like yeah. that I, I used to love that and that was such a that was such a um what's the word like uh, like appealing, you know, like seductive thing to have because you know if you did it right, you laid the guy out. Yeah. But a lot, if you always hit stick, like you'd miss and like let them get loose, you know, for big touchdowns and shit like that. Uh, yeah. Best versus reward. Yeah, man, that actually reminds me of uh, the episode for the Patreon we just recorded last night. Yeah. Uh, we called it uh, "Clueless Anti Football Pussies." Uh, in honor of John Gruden, <laughs> the former <laughs> canceled coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, who described uh, Roger Goodell as a clueless anti-football pussy. Uh, so this week on the Patreon, we talked a little bit about uh, like our past experience with like watching football games, like great football moments, and then also like why sports is not really as entertaining as it used to be why it's kind of just more of a casual hobby instead of the thing you watch 
Yeah, and now you guys are depressing me in the comments. Since you deal though with the Disney, Disney for moving pictures, Microsoft for games, Amazon for food, Nestle for water. Oh boy. Uh, but like, yeah, man, it was. Please check out the Patreon if you haven't. Um, we talked about sports and how, yeah, sports have definitely. It was something we were used to be very passionate about, and then not as much anymore. And it's, I mean, yeah, like we, not even just passionate about the sport. It was like all the other media around it. Like, like we were talking about how, like, my afternoon from like two to three p.m. on would be ESPN. I wouldn't turn off ESPN for yeah. like six hours. Same here. And see, I talk if you watch the podcast, I'm not gonna give away the whole thing for free. But we talk. I talked about me and my friend used to watch like the obscure fucking breakdown shows, like the ones that came on like Saturday morning at like 2 a.m. or whatever. But they had this one little NFL breakdown, Ron Jaworski and Sal Palantonio, and they looked at different film because you couldn't. There was no YouTube to look at film and shit like that now. So you just looked at different film and different um angles and I used to just really like their presentation but um it went proto woke that's what I think was the first before it got super hardcore woke like it is now that for, when they start tossing in those damn whammon that ruined it but anyways that was it and it was also just the fact yeah. that there was so much other real conversation that was starting to happen in mm-hmm. podcasts and you know people with like different sports podcasts who would talk through it like i remember there's this comedian jim florentine and i would listen to his podcast or listen to him on like opie and anthony or whatever and then he would talk about what was really going on with the nfl <clears throat> and like why they were being greedy or like what markets they were trying to capture and you're just like mm. you're never gonna hear this on sports center ever like yeah. they're never gonna besmirch their holy gods so it was it was so much there were so much more places to go then barstool came about and then you're just yep. kind of like yeah i don't really need you guys as much anymore like i don't you're not interesting like you're not the pioneer in sports conversation you're just kind of like it, it's like the company like uh line you know you're just hearing what yeah. they want me to hear it's like all right well i'm you're, out you're too corporate and another thing that kind of killed espn was this and Twitter and Instagram. And so now the highlights, which was one of the biggest things that drew you into Sports Center, you can see everywhere and anywhere else and not even need and to. Giant, and giant corporate ac- acquisitions, just like Activision, because it was Disney bought them. Yeah. 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 Because you know, it was all, they're big... all Disney. And mm-hmm. uh, that didn't help. And then with Fox Sports, I, a bunch of wacky stuff happened. That, that never really competed. I think they're. A little bit closer now, uh, but that's part of his the fall of ESPN mm-hmm. made it. Do you want to uh, read this article? Oh uh, yeah, let's let's go ahead and read uh, about this evil empire. All right. According to an official announcement released on January 18th, Microsoft will acquire the video game publisher for $95 per share in a deal that's set to make the Xbox parent company the world's third largest gaming company by revenue behind Tencent and to- Sony. Now. If- <laughs> Tencent being the number one is hilarious. Is that like a Chinese one? I don't even know what it that is. It is a Chinese one. They own TikTok. And they own, you remember when you were talking about all those mobile games mm-hmm. that China, China loves? Tencent owns most of them. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And Tencent, yep. like, to, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I was just thinking, though, as I'm reading this, I'm like, well, you know, as much as this is, I, I don't really like these bloated corporations, especially one corporation owning, like, all media. But does this mean that, like, on my Xbox game pass or whatever like i'll also have all of the world of warcrafts or the warcraft and starcraft like well i have access to all those games for like the same monthly fee that'd be pretty tight maybe maybe they'll toss it or maybe they'll add to the fee 
a, I mean, they might, yeah, maybe, yeah, like uh, the way you buy like access to different channels on a streaming service. Yeah, it might be like that. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the way they do it. Tear it off. Yeah, even so, though, it might be fun to go back and play those original Warcraft games. I used to love that shit. So did millions of other people, which is part of what. Mm-hmm. As noted, this acquisition will put such popular series, 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 uh, such as Call of Duty, Candy Crush, World of Warcraft, Diablo, and Overwatch under the control of Microsoft. Meanwhile, current, act- meanwhile, current Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kot- K- Kotick has found himself the target of widespread derision in recent months of his handling the ongoing sexual misconduct and workplace harassment accusations leveled at his company. Uh, will continue to serve as CEO of Black Division, uh, Black Division, <laughs> Activision Blizzard, and he and his team Black will maintain their focus on driving efforts to further strengthen the strengthen the company's culture and accelerate business growth. What a corporate bullshit statement that is! I'm forming a company called Black Division for all you bigots. That's great. You should blackly black. Uh, however, once the deal closes, the Activision Blizzard business will report to Phil Spencer, CEO Microsoft Gaming. I'm sorry. When I saw Phil Spencer, it went in my head. Phil Spector. That, That's like, what I thought oh, of, too. <laughs> oh, producer. Did he kill, like, his girlfriend or some shit? Something like that. Yeah. That's the first thing that went in my head. Because I remember him in his crazy... Because he was <clears throat> short and he had crazy-ass hair. And so I remember that weird image of him. I'm like, Phil Spe- Spector owns Microsoft? Oh, that's a different human. From jail? Is he even alive? That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know if he's alive. He could be dead by now. That was a while ago. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the massive purchase appears to have done with a large, it appears to have been done with a large focus on the potential metaverse of video games. With company CEO and chairman Satya Nadella writing in an announcement, gaming is the most dynamic and exciting category in entertainment across all platforms today, and will play a key role in the development of the metaverse of metaverse platforms. I don't like the sound of that. I don't either, and that concerns me. Is the metaverse going to be a thing? Because I like I know it's going to be a thing, but is it going to be something that people really use like that? I have no frame of reference because I only hear media officials talking about it, and they like they want it to be a thing. They want us all hooked up to these brainlit fucking metaverse things, and we just get our you know consume. But like, what does it people, mean though? What does a so, meta? What does it mean? So the Facebook or now Meta, because that's now the name of the company. Right. They're coming up with this thing called the Metaverse, which is this online, and I think 3D, not 3D, VR-oriented online world, like where there's there's property in the Metaverse. There were some plant articles about, and I, I'm considering them plant articles. They weren't officially plant articles. Uh, somebody paying like $400,000 for in, in-game property. I think it was near Snoop Dogg or some shit like that. So it's a it's a world within it's the digital world and you can be whoever you want and everything works kind of like the real world but it's digital and it's in game so everybody is like talking about it and they're still in the process of building this thing on Facebook but everyone's talking about it like it's just assumed it's the future and Damn, we're all going to do it but that's I, like I fucking Brave New World that that novel <laughs> yeah. You know, where just everybody just gets like their their uh, weekly toll of of drugs and happy drugs. So you just don't ever, you know, you never attack the system. You don't question the oppression you live under. It's That's like the point. But yeah, this is just going to be a digital version of that. If it's successful, I have the feeling. Um, fuck Metaverse Return to Monkey. 
Uh, I had the feel. Yeah, somebody said uh, Fish Chozo was talking about Meta. Or is it? So the game companies are all working to build Oasis from Ready Player One, Bryce Day Ready Player One, which I, I didn't see the movie. Sorry, it's I know a book. Everyone. Apparently, the book's better. Yeah. Okay. I might have to check out the book. I remember the movie. They, the movie came out once in the '80s. Then they remade it recently, right? Did it come out in the '80s? It was the '80s. I thought there was one version of it that came out previously, and then they remade it. In any event, I never heard that. Uh, take some soma, man. Uh, but yeah, in any event, yeah, this this metaverse is the future of mind control slash gaming slash whatever. But I don't know if actual regular people are going to use it. And that's my hope that it'll all fall apart. Just kind of like, like I said, there's times where they just say, this is the future and this is what everyone's going to do. And it's not because people don't like it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. It's, I mean, it, it has to have something that, that would keep people going. I mean, look, I read this article in Cracked years ago, which before they went super woke, they were they really good. They were great. And they had this thing that kind of explained the addiction mechanics in gaming mm-hmm. like the way like the way they keep you just kind of like a trail of breadcrumbs to just keep you going and i was yeah. like oh shit well these i mean if this we're talking about microsoft and now we're talking about you know almost all games ever <clears throat> all being under the same umbrella these people are probably like the elon musks of creating of of keeping you addicted to things and exactly knowing how to tap into those dopamine strains that like keep you invested so Mm -hmm. if there's a way to get people involved in this i think they're gonna figure it out you might be right i mean i don't have a generic i guess maybe it's my own thing of blocking myself from being able to see how other people see, but I could not find some, a concept like the metaverse less interesting personally. Like I have no interest whatsoever in like being in some digital world. I guess you could argue, you know, all this is the fake world. YouTube isn't real. Okay. But like, I, I just don't have an interest in what the metaverse provides and I don't see what the appeal is. But just because I don't see what the appeal is doesn't mean other people don't and other people right. won't be like wildly addicted and that's just the real that'll be the new world as you know the, the regular world cry, uh, crumbles around. It's like the Yeah, I, it doesn't and appeal to me either like VR in general doesn't really even appeal to me. Like it seems like a cute gimmick. Yeah. That I might play like a little bit, but I I don't I don't really need anything more out of a PC gaming experience. Like I'm fine with exactly how it is. Just, you know, make sure the games keep coming and they're good. Other yeah. than that, and even that, I mean, there's just probably so many titles I haven't played. Like, I still haven't finished Red Dead 2. I still haven't really gotten into Witcher 3 yet. Like, those two games alone are like a good six months to a year of gaming. So it's like, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not even, I'm, I'm not holding my wrist out, you know, like, feed me the next one. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm fine. Do whatever you guys are doing. I don't care. Yeah, and again, you know, I'm not sure if it's all VR because Wolfram says same concept as VR terms functionality, but it is its own digital world. That much I know because they showed the little thing of uh, digital demon Zuckerberg, and so it's his own digital world. But yeah, I don't. I, don't I just it. don't see the appeal. Yeah, like I, 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 you know, though, from like a conspiracy theory, like social engineering point of view, I mean, they are. They're they're making less and less spaces for for men 
You know what I yes. mean? Like it, we're not allowed to exist as we actually want to exist. So they kind of, I think it keeps a lot of men just home and not interacting with society. And, yeah. you know, they kind of just keep chopping down like where you can go and what you can do. And then they just keep you at home in front of your PC and you just plug in all day. And then you get like, uh, like the experience of having a life or like, interacting or that kind of sort of satisfaction things that keep us going, but it's the digital version. Yeah. And I I'm mean, thinking, you know, because like you said, there's no spaces for men, even with, uh, that, that chick from G4, like yelling and shit. And even with all the crazy shit in gamers journalism, mm -hmm. video games do still offer in wide variety, like things that men like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So in many ways, like, even if it's the 50 trillionth Call of Duty or whatever game that people are into at the moment, that'll be your only escapism where you can have any bit of masculinity in the world. Yeah, that's mainstream true. society. You can still you can still play God of War and feel masculine. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? If that's, yep. if you need that from that. So that's yeah, man. They are pushing everyone. They're like boxing us into the court into a corner where there's only a few things that are allowable. So yeah. Yeah. And then to put NFTs. I got some NFTs from Kai. Kai has NFTs and I bought some just in case they, they That's blow. awesome. So yeah. That's Hopefully really Kai great. blows up so we can hit the big time. Hail Kai, read Space Crime Domino. Yes, please read Space Crime Domino. <clears throat> Do everything he, now I'm in, now he's got me and I'm a slave because I'm I'm investing in Kai MFS blowing up. So my yeah. NFTs can be valuable. I will but, say, um, though, if you only have a few dollars to commit to something, whether it be yes. if it's going to be Space Crime Domino, I'd say just put that five bucks in the Culture Crime Fighters Patreon. Yeah. Watch The Secret Identities. It's a pretty good damn show. It is a, it is a good show. And it's, new episodes it's more, up. New episodes up. More money for value to Disney Plus. I stand by that. I'm it with will that. be more entertaining to you guys than Disney Plus is. So there mm -hmm. you go. Um, we're in, we're investing deeply in world class content, community, and the cloud to usher in a new era of gaming that puts players and creators first and makes gaming safe. Oh, here we go. Safe space for snowflakes. Safe, inclusive, and accessible to all. Gay. Oh, Jesus. Game Pass is also planned to include. Uh, okay, bringing Activision Blizzard games to its 25 million subs. Uh, the transaction will be fully closed in the fiscal year of 2023. Yeah, so it is going to do that. Okay. Yeah, answers your question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the move is surprising, giving Activision Blizzard's recent history as the company has torpedoed its reputation with numerous PR disasters in recent years. But it's exact—it's that exact history which may have driven the buyout. The first of many came in October 29 when Blizzard banned Hearthstone Grandmaster Blitzchung. Got all about Hearthstone. <laughs> That's another. Uh, yeah. Is that the card game? game? Yep, and that's mm -hmm. one of the most popular games on earth. Yeah, uh, stripped him of his winnings over his support for Hong Kong's independence. Whoa! Whoa. Not to go Rogan, you know, dual Rogan, but what the fuck? That's like super, like mega one world government shit. Like, okay, you no can't kidding. Fucking support Hong Kong. They took his money. Wow. That's crazy. Banned him and stripped him of his winnings. That's oh. crazy. Wow. This led, oh, go ahead. 
So this led to near universal backlash from not only players, but even a bipartisan selection of U.S. senators based. Hey. To the point where the then Blizzard president, J. Allen Brack, eventually apologized for moving too quickly on the matter at the year's entry of BlizzCon. Oh, you fucking Chinese cucks. Yeah, man. China runs all. Wow. That's crazy. That's fucking nuts, dude. I didn't know that. I hadn't heard that I story. didn't either. That's crazy. That's super crazy, man. That's that's that shit is always scary. Mm-hmm. And you uh, people in the chat, yeah, no, we didn't hear about that. Uh since you did all members that yes. <laughs> social credit score minus ten million, that's funny. God, I hate to know what my social credit score is. Jeffrey Hong Kong, how Whoa. quickly for- Oh, sorry. sorry. Just Blizzard lost ten to twenty million paid subs over that. Wow. Oh, wow. Good all right, way to go, people. Good yeah. stuff. And yeah, this is what I read too. He apologized for acting too quickly, but didn't remove his ban. Shock. So yeah. And then yeah, just real quick, this free Hong Kong thing. Because yeah, forget about the fact that like Hong Kong was an independent country before this Rona stuff, and they basically aren't anymore. And shit, man, I got something from work that pissed me off when I saw it. And I won't say on air because I'm sure I can't. But uh, China related. China related. If you, if you, I'm not even gonna say because I don't want to get legally into some shit. Yes, yeah. Tell me off air. Yep, we'll do if I remember. Uh, January 2020 saw the launch of Warcraft 3 Reforged, which infuriated fans with its broken promises, poor graphics, removed features, and the forced upgrading of all previous versions to the new and not so improved version. Forced upgrading. Fuck you. The game quickly became the lowest user rated on Metacritic for a time and still currently stands the second lowest behind just behind Madden NFL 21. <laughs> Speaking of the devil. Yeah. Speak Madden. of the devil. In March of that same year, a wide swath of players objected to the news that controversial phil- philanthropist, philanthropist George Soros. I would never call him a philanthropist, but I would call him a social engineer, but whatever. Oh, they're probably, you know, they don't want to get fucking arrested for uh, crimes against the state. Uh, (laughs) Invested $45 million in Activision Blizzard, wary of why the political influencer would take interest in a video game publisher. Man, that guy is the devil. (laughs) What do you mean we're wary of why? We know exactly why the fuck he did it. To inject, you know, that of demons. That was woke demons. In July 2021, Activision Blizzard was sued for sexual harassment and discrimination lawsuits by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing, with Blizzard staff even staging multiple walkouts in support of the company's accusers. Uh, fresh claims that began to come out uh, nine monthly thereafter, including one purporting that Kotick may have not only al- allegedly had knowledge of the allegations, but also made threats to his own accuser. Wow, the situation surrounding these accusations is still ongo- currently ongoing. Yeah, I covered some of this. It was some wild ass accusations. I didn't. Tell, I didn't know every detail, but sheesh. Gonna be harder to take them down now when they're this powerful. Yeah, now they're part of evil empire. So they mm-hmm. can uh, grope whoever they want. That's crazy too. If you think about like what Blizzard used to be in the '90s, like it was just really cool games. And it was like a very specific um, audience. That yeah. they they made satisfying game after satisfying game. Like I played all those. I played Warcraft. I played Starcraft. I played Diablo. I played every Blizzard game that came out, and it was just yeah. like this fun fantasy game developer. Now they're like they're so big that they're influencing world politics and yes. economics. <laughs> yeah, they actually are. 
They're, in, they're, they're a part of global politics and apparently lost millions and millions of dollars over it, but it doesn't matter because they're the evil empire. So many of these fucking companies are too fucking big to fail. And, they, and then they get backed up by other companies that are just uh, as big or bigger and too big to fail. It's like insane. It's fucking nuts, dude. Oh, well, that's really concerning. I didn't really, you know what I didn't realize was how politically tied in this company was. I didn't realize that there was all this China stuff and I guess all this world reworlding of the, you know, the, the planet. I didn't realize yeah. that that was a big part of this, too. That's a lot more concerning than I realized. Yep. And uh, now they're owned by Microsoft. So that'll, that, that'll fix everything. Man. What a fucking time we live in, bro. Right? This is some real. You said Brave New World, 1984. Pick your post-apocalyptic, uh, you dystopian, know, dystopian uh, authoritarian future. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. It's crazy. Dear Lord, dear Lord. Um, well, do you, did you want to hear about the uh, the writer of the TV show Woke, who wasn't yes. woke enough for the show? Yes, we have to cover that because okay, yeah, and it's not <clears throat> literally not even the writer. Sorry, the showrunner. Oh shit! The, the showrunner, showrunner of the show woke wasn't woke enough for Hulu, which is great. And then what? I think the best part, and we don't care about demographics and race and everything like that. We joke, but we don't really care. But like. They fired a black woman for a white man because the black woman wasn't too wasn't woke enough. Well, there's something to that that you're gonna love. Okay. Let's, let's uh, where are we? Okay. Hulu's woke reportedly replaced black female showrunner. Black female. Yep. Strong Check black some woman. intersectional boxes there, Zach's. I don't know if you're here, but uh, I know you always love to point out what intersectionalism is and how it's yeah. different from feminism. Thank you. Got my. <laughs> Fucking socialist <laughs> education. Appreciate it, buddy. Um, Hulu, yeah, they played a black female showrunner with anti-racist white man after she refused to, quote, only punch down at white men. So because she didn't hate white men enough, they got an anti-racist white man to take her job. Well, not even necessarily hate. It's just that they won't follow the company mandates. I mean, Gary's been talking about this article and it's going around, which is essentially like a bunch of people in Hollywood saying like that. Yeah, Hollywood now like this isn't just a trend. It's like you don't make content unless you do this. So these are the new rules. And she refused but, to play along. This is crazy, though. But like, here's my, my, my thought. This is the reason I point things out in this way. This is the fucking... This is these are the rules that they came up with all this race shit and remember they they had the big thing you couldn't be of the wrong race and create for a show and all these fucking rules, yet when it comes down to it their actions are not even with their own rules set. I'm my alarm's telling me to wake up. Well, they don't have. It's not <clears throat> the reason being vigilante is because these aren't principles that they're acting on. These are Agreed. like mandates that they need to. That require like that they're like their rules that they're fine. It's just as rigid as any other corporate policy. It's just that it has the the content has to be X. It doesn't actually matter about the people involved making it and so on and so forth. It's just as long as you get X message out, then you're fine. I agree with that, but they're using like they're they're playing both sides of it because, like you said, 
these are basically just corporate mandates, maybe pushed by the guy who we mentioned in the last article, uh, who name rhymes with Oros Boros. Um, but it what they are also pushing other things. They're pushing this this because they're trying to shape society with this shit. Mm-hmm. And so these same people who are telling everybody that they're racist if they don't do this, racist if they don't do that, are actually like if you look at what they're doing incredibly racist and incredibly hypocritical. I know that goes without saying, but it's like, okay, you guys have a show called Woke in which your answer for wokeness, we've gotten so woke that we're back to just, you know, replacing, you, you literally replaced a black woman with a white man mm-hmm. just so they can follow mandates. For, uh, for progress. For progress. For, for racial helping? equality. Exactly. <laughs> How is this racial equality? Like, Well, because that's the thing is that there is no freedom. There's no individuality. Like the, the a lot of this stuff is written by like the, uh, white men. Like a lot of these like yeah, ideas, mostly. a lot of this critical race theory, like the, the foundations, the postmodernist philosophical foundations that laid down all this shit was that guy, Michel Foucault, who's a, a white man. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Not, yeah. Ninety percent of this is written by white men well I, that's where that's where it started but it's like but it's like it is the white academic elite where uh, most of this shit comes from yeah but it's like i still feel like i, I want to point out like they're so elitist that they're now uh, actually oppressing black people in hollywood oh yeah for not doing what they want it's yeah especially like it's also the individuality so i really want you to hear the rest of this article because i think yeah, you're, yeah, gonna, yeah. you're gonna like oh you're gonna sink your teeth in so It says, according to a writer who claims to have worked on Hulu's aptly named comedy, Woke, the series staff were not only directed by higher-ups to only punch down at white men, but that the show's original black female showrunner was replaced after refusing to comply with such anti-race, quote, anti-racist demands. Uh, These events were recalled in a recent guest piece written by Bari Weiss's Substack. I don't know what that. I guess Substack is a platform. It's like a microblogging platform. It's like Medium, but it's okay. It's paid. Okay, Barry Weiss's Substack, Common Sense, titled Hollywood's New Rules, wherein the writers Peter Kiefer and Peter Savadonik discuss the ideological and cultural transformation that the entertainment industry has undergone in recent years. I think that's what Gary was talking about. Ah. I think that's the article. Hollywood's Um, New Rules. Yeah, yeah. At one point in their piece, Kiefer and Savadonik Savadnik, Savadnik uh, noted how the politicization of content production, creative said, was going to be the industry's death now before presenting woke as exhibit A in the case of these encroaching woke standards. The comedy series, which premiered in Hulu on Hulu in September 2020, should have been the statement on America right now. It's about a black cartoonist that who is awakened to systemic systemic racism after a run-in with the cops, said the two. The show started off on the right foot. The showrunner Aisha Carr and the writers room she oversaw delivered a strong batch of early scripts according to the writers on the show they continued this is great the producers weighed in the notes were Wait, also actually, go back up to that picture i i got a thing that i saw and it glanced by so i have a thing about the emasculation of the black male and i have a thing about like uh nlp and um subliminal messaging Look at the position of that white cop to that black male. Yeah, it looks like him slamming him. But if you look, it also looks like he's doing something else to him. Mm-hmm. If you catch my drift. I do. I, I think shit like this is intentional, personally. I always do. I think that, and they're trying to emasculate everybody. Like, you know, this whole thing is they had to bash white men. 
they, they always want to toss a little shot at us. They're always trying to emasculate us. So I just have to, I saw that. So I bet you that was intentional because these people are, are evil. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, twofold. One, I do think that that's a real thing. I mean, Chappelle went on Oprah and yep. told that story about, like, them wanting to put on a dress. And, like, that's been a big thing in comedy for a long time. You know, I mean, even going back to, like, Martin Lawrence and stuff, like, it's funny, but there is something emasculating about it, especially in the representation. Um, you know, as speaking from someone who's done that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they put you on a dress. Yeah, they did. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think there is something to it. But I also think, like, to that, but I also think it probably is also done to spark outrage. Like, it's probably like a subliminal outrage indicator. You know what I mean? Because you instinctually feel the like the threat there so i think that's yeah. part of it too is to kind of just keep an unbalance yeah hell rough girl she's talking about her issue hell. with the uh black woman being seen as the biatch that's definitely a thing you mm-hmm. notice that you don't see any black women with like anything other than like really short haircuts now on tv they all have, are either bald or like have like a caesar like no one has a like like regular hair anymore, and they all look very butch. They all look half this dark. Oh, Jaleesa all, but... Leslie or whatever her name is. Yeah, she's got they... long hair. But yeah. I, I would, I would agree with that. But I would think that's less racial and more just this whole female thing. It's like you know, every of girl in our you, king, you know. No, but it is, dude. Like it's like they do that with all the girls. Like the undercut, like it's such a True. like the empowered cut. Like it's not just a race thing. It's part yeah. of it. But also, like, black women can pull it off, so they do look a bit more empowered. And, like, this sort of, like, semi-masculine woman is part of their new world vision. Yeah. They they are either... It just seems like every new black woman character I see either is look, looks bald or she's obese. And then in the case of the Loki girl, she was both. So it's like... I don't know. It's tough, man, because as much as I want to like be like, yeah, that is. But it's also the same people who want this stuff represented. That's the type of shit that they want to see. True. So it's like it's hard for me to be like, yeah, that's definitely like, uh, you know, some kind of top down conspiracy. I mean, I think the whole thing is. But that individual angle, it's like, no, I mean, they love Lizzo. Yeah, you're right about that. There is something to that. There's something to that. And, and I do think, to go back to kind of the, mass, the haircut thing, in general, regardless of race, they are trying to make men more feminine and women more masculine. Yes, and I they think are. That, that's something that seems universal across the board. We can kind of, I can, at least I can, go semantic <clears throat> with the methods, but that's universal. They are definitely trying to make men more feminine. And shit. I'm noticing, and it's funny because I saw a video point this out, but like I talked about earlier, I'm looking for cameras and I'm looking for shit like that, right? And I'm too broke for most of it. But like when you get into looking for a lot of this like stuff, all these content creators, these male content creators are so effeminate. And I'm not trying to knock yeah, these no, guys, they are. Knock these brothers, but it's, it's, there's some that are not, there's some that are funny and engaging and whatever. But so many of them, when you're looking at reviews for whatever it is, are these very effeminate, by-the-book-seeming content creators who did everything you're supposed to mm-hmm. and are completely inoffensive and don't want to come off as, you know, man's... Like, even without saying it, even without politically... None of it's political. They're talking about a fucking camera or a laptop. But you can still see them emasculated. And Dude, when I was in Hollywood, man, what's like... 
What's like one of the number one things that you just you can bond over with a guy you don't really know? Like what's like one of the first things that you can just bond with? I would say sports or video games. I mean, kind of topics we've talked about that and girls. Oh, yeah. Like objectifying women is like just a pastime of us, you know, just talking about like what girls attractive, this, that and the other. And like, dude, I was terrified to do that in Hollywood. Like I, I remember like there was this. I was in my acting class and there was one of the teacher's assistants. She had a big old booty and yeah. uh, she was like bending down in front of me. And like, you know, of course I noticed. And then like the guy to the left of me made like made some kind of not a comment as much as kind of like a sound. And it's sort of like and I looked at him like almost like, oh, are we are we doing this now? Like I was <laughs> like, I didn't think any of you fucking guys here would do shit like that. Like none of you guys are men. You know, they're yeah. all so paranoid by this feminist ideology that just plagues that town. And like, I mean, you know, when I would hang out with my buddy buddies, you know, we could talk about it. But like in the in the just out in the world, you never had those conversations anymore because it was like eh, feminist doctrine. Man, that's like, I mean, very I feel like very recently there was an older guy and it was like the nod as bright as day where like some hot girl went by and you don't know the guy he doesn't know you but you just look at each other like whoa sometimes like you don't even have a mo- like i'll just like check out a girl and then i look up and a guy was just doing the exact same thing and there's just that shared moment of just yeah. like that was really nice yeah 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 i that would be crazy to not uh and rough girls watching for the bleachers so i hope you uh, enjoy the show Hell. that would be crazy not to just like uh even be able to just glance at a girl and then look and say, yeah, you know what I mean? That's, it's not like we're like objectifying her and we just, I mean, we are objectifying her. That's not a bad thing. This whole thing is like, what the fuck are Instagram models? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. What am I there for their like takes on, on the, the Hong Kong situation? No, for their personality and their intelligence and their big fat ass that's why we look at them and it's like they know that they've made a career on it like this whole concept that like women women like to be objectified it's like they say like the compliments and shit like that like it it feels good to them this whole like we are destroying masculinity and femininity in the same fell swoop yeah yeah we are and hell parahead did Vinny or have Gilbert Godfrey on that's pretty cool if he did uh, I don't. I don't know who who Vineyard is. Uh, he's a content creator. He does. He used to work for like <coughs> Marlin in their toy division or something like that. He oh, does okay, his, uh, cool. comics. Uh, women can objectify men, but men can't objectify women. Hypocrites. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, forbidden Roy. Yeah, it's so lame, and it, it it all comes out of this critical theory shit. I mean, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's just where it all originates. It's 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 just destroying. The fabric of society, but I, I don't want to get too off topic. I want to I want to read this next part of this article because you're gonna love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Okay. They continued. Then the producers weighed in. The notes were all so sanctimonious. One writer said it was never supposed to be as serious as as it was. We wanted to we wanted a thought provoking show that made fun of woke culture and explored uh. notions explored notions of what a black artist's life would be like in San Francisco among white so this was like their uh version of the dave Chappelle sketch the uh real real world only they were reversing the races i don't even think it was that far they were probably just playfully poking fun at woke girls and liberal ideology and shit like that and that was a no-no we don't do that ah 
So right. talk about that's where that's where I think like they're guiding the hand of a black woman to to do like under the guise of empowering black women, they fire a black woman. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I imagine a pretty diverse writers room who were just going to have a little bit of fun. That's not allowed. No, no, it's not. Oh, Vineyard was checking a girl the same time as Gilbert Godfrey. I see. Oh, okay. that's that's pretty cool. Um, Step out of line, get smacked. Well, shit, we've seen that from like Dave Chappelle, Kyrie Irving. Remember, uh, and then Larry Elder. He's the white face of or yep. black face of white supremacy. So that's Fucking been the thing. Ripper, Ripper gets Ripper. it all the time. Any yeah. of these people, man. Anyone who disagrees doesn't matter what you look like. It's about the ideology. Yeah, your your is. identity only matters when they can weaponize it. They do not give a shit about you as an individual because there's no, no such thing. They don't give a shit about any individuals. Mm-mm. Individuality, individuality is white supremacy. Yeah, isn't That's that what they one say. of the things? That's, that's one, one of the things. things. Yeah, never forget that. Uh, but we can only punch down at the safest targets, white men. The irony was not lost on anyone, they pointed out. The black writers, starting with Carr, were more willing to take risks and poke fun at the anti-racist orthodoxy. Yeah, because the, <laughs> How great the show that? probably would have been more successful had they let them do what they wanted. I was like, that sounds funny. I would watch that. Yes. That sounds like something that because, you know, in society, we used to make fun of ourselves and that would mm-hmm. be more endearing. It would probably endear more people to some of the woke people. You wouldn't look at them as just crazy psychopaths. You look at them like as misguided humans to be laughed at and they would laugh at themselves. And you might actually bring people together. And you can't have that. That's not what George Soros is paying for. It's mm-hmm. my channel, so I might as well say fuck it. So there you go, black woman. You're not so strong anymore. Hit the bricks. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, that's and their prized identity, or one of them. And yeah. the second she goes outside the lines, the second she doesn't, you know, go on with the company company line, just out, gone. How dare you have an individual voice? Beat it. Yeah, you're not allowed because that's not what they want. And that's hope. I, I wish more people who belong to the, these groups, including, you know, my people, black people, whatever. But people who, who go in for the message, even if in this case they were just making fun of it, just trying to have a little fun. But a lot of these people get sold on the message, get sold into these fucking uh, companies, you know, almost like slaves. No, but they get sold <laughs> into the, the ideology and, and, and whatever. And then they see that that's all bullshit, but they don't see until it's too late. And I wish like more people can look at this as, as a cautionary tale. So like, you know what? These people who are trying to put a battery in my back over some bullshit are full of shit. That's all I wish. And not just, you know, normal people, but the creatives, because they're the ones who are, you know, tweeting and creating these rewriting Ripley's and all this other dumb shit. You, you wish they realized they were being set up for failure themselves. And they were just an expendable, you know, purse puppy only there to do the will of uh, of the, the evil empire, so to speak. It's a shame, man. As like we've talked about that, because I told you, like, my buddy back in L.A., who's a black dude, and he, got, he just got so woke. It was just impossible to hang out with him. But um, I remember, like, I'd listen to him talk, and I could see, kind of see it from his perspective. And I, and I like, I, I told you this. It was like, I think a lot of people, you know, black people especially, put, like, 
their best in their personal best intentions on these movements mm -hmm. but they don't actually analyze whether they're ultimately good for the progress that they think that they're going for so it's like you hear yeah. black lives matter you hear these critical race theory you're like oh okay good this is going to help the plight of black people it's not going to further destroy or divide like they imagine oh this is good until then you see what it actually is which is not yeah. that it's like yeah it, it's like i think that's what happens people just kind of put their best intentions or like the you know legitimate black struggles that have been in this country on top of all of this shit which is just has no place in being there yeah, that's why they named it Black Lives Matter. So it's just in general, oh, you don't think that Black Lives Matter? What's wrong with you? Because that, that's it's in the name to kind of imply that, oh, it's always for the betterment. And then you realize, yep. A, they don't even pay themselves. They only pay themselves. They don't actually pay their actual chapters. B, they're all about uh, destroying the nuclear family. And and C, it's, it's all funded by like some Marxist sociopath that we keep mentioning. And I hope I wake up tomorrow because I keep mentioning it. Uh, but it's like it's all fake. And I, I at what point do people realize that more upstream? You know what I mean? It's like it, why do you have to why do you have to wait till you get fired from your jobs writing woke till you realize, oh, these people are full of shit. I think it's a it's an interesting question because it's I think a lot of it is really just fear-based of being excluded from the group. I agree. You know, I agree. It's Some like of that is that you because you have to be willing to risk a lot to speak up against this ideology. And uh, you know, if you're in a community of people or a group of people that you know that's that's rampant, it's very very scary and very dangerous because they will. Like I've had it where I've had arguments with people and then they'll go find their other friends and then they'll try to make it out like I'm racist or sexist or something like that because I just won't go along with like that. You know, that's in their plus first page of their playbook yeah, is yeah. that, you know, characterize them as a bigot or whatever so that they're immediately discredited. Uh, and yet it's really scary, man, because it's like now you have to defend yourself to two people that you're not as like, you know, her black friend just told her this guy's racist. So she's going to take her word for it. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Without scrutinizing it herself, I mean she might she might take her word for it, you know. But it's it's likely that she would, and yeah. so it's like yeah, you find yourself in these really hairy situations because you refuse to conform to this shit. So I think that's a lot of it's just fear based. People just don't want to risk. They don't want to risk being on the outs with the group. Yeah, I mean shit. Fear has been the the, the biggest thing the past couple years. That's been that's pushed everything we've seen in the world is is fear. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I definitely think. And then the fear of, like you said, fear of alienation. That's that's really what it is that's driving it. I agree. You're right. Hail Morgan Holloway. Hail Morgan Holloway. Finally on and the last break of my shift at the factory. Well, hail. Get you know. And, I mean, I know in this case uh, we're referring to, like, white and black, but I'm just, I in general, this could be the LGBTQ community. I mean, obviously yeah. being a black guy. I'm a little bit more partial to that, but any community that's a part of this whole woke thing or gets used as as a, a weapon in this woke war, why don't the actual members who are the actual foot soldiers realize what they're getting into until the shit hits the fan on them? And that because it at what point do they do normal people adapt and they see, man, I've seen a few of my friends that I liked or few people that I liked and respected go down this rabbit hole and come up you know with shit 
don't people well, stop going down the rabbit hole? I think, I mean, I think there are a lot of people that are, are truly waking up. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I do think like critical race theory in schools has made a big difference. Uh, people's perspective have changed. The fact that all content now is this type of shit, like all of it. Like I work with a bunch of kids. Like I work with a bunch of like, uh, you know, like they're like 19 to like 23, you yeah. know, none of these kids watch any like shows we talk about. I mean, some of the Marvel stuff, but they mm -hmm. all, I'm talking the girls too, all watch anime. Yeah. Everybody well, watches anime because that is yeah. the future of entertainment. Or that's the present of entertainment for a lot I of say, people, yeah. honestly. It was, I mean, it's just the only thing that isn't playing by these rules. It's the only thing just making an entertaining show so people are watching. You know what I mean? So it's like as much as it does feel like they've got a grip on all culture, and now they're you know doing things like they're buying up all media to control it as much as possible. But like it, there are – I think there are significant indicators that there are a lot of people who are resisting this like pretty – on a pretty re legitimate level. Yeah, and the interesting thing about like all those kids, they're soft resisting it. Like they don't probably, they're probably not even conscious of why they don't watch current things and only watch anime. They just, oh, anime appeals to me. Oh yeah, hundred percent. They don't understand like it's because it's a more uh, authentic product than what they're getting from that, and that's just why they gravitate to it. They just, oh, this is good. This is cool. Everyone likes it. I like it. Yeah, I mean, all these kids voluntarily wear masks at work, so it's it's yeah. not they're not like based, but they just. Like, it, you just see it's a trend. It's just a natural trend towards what's good storytelling as opposed to, like, you know, propaganda. Like, as I said, like, a lot of people, they don't even really necessarily know why they don't like a thing. They just don't. So they yeah. go away. Yeah. And they can tell. You can tell when it's bullshit. Yeah. I think most people can. You know, it's like you, you either need to, like, want that in your entertainment, you know, or you're just a consume everything kind of idiot in which case who cares what you think yeah. you know or you're just you know a person who just wants to watch the entertaining show and you you know oh, this is entertaining so you move on yeah and morgan holloway i fucking love anime see cool what you know it. what anime appeals to women anime and manga has always appealed to women a lot more than most things and i think it's because of the variety there's so much and then Anime in general, I think, always has cool female characters. Like, yes, always, it does. Always has cool female characters, one way or another. And it, there's diversity amongst characters. Like, when I say diversity, not like, you know, wokeness diversity, but diversity in personality, diversity in character type. Like, and, and that's anime in general. And I'm not even a diehard anime fan. I, I know there's tons of anime and manga I should be watching and reading, and I just I don't have time to I mean, yeah, there's only anything, so many things but, I can watch. Yeah, man. I I think that is a good thing. I think in general, the, the explosion of YouTube and TikTok is at a mix. But, like, the explosion of that is still also just like, I'm not about to watch TV. I'm going to watch something on the Internet. Well, I think to your point about why females watch anime and manga or, like, why that's a pretty significant population is that I think even when the, the female characters are super badass, they still maintain their femininity. Yeah, they're actually female characters. Yeah, like like uh, w um, Princess Mononoke is a great example. You know what I mean? Like she's this tough warrior princess, but she's still like she's still like a woman. She still feels feminine, you know? Mm. 
and I think so that's appealing, you know, to, to to a female audience member. Like I don't, I, I don't, like I don't think girls believe any of this shit. Like I mean, I think they they believe that they believe it, but like when you see what their actual actions are, like they only believe it for the collective good in their minds. It's like they they're not going to change what they do or what their preferences are personally, but for the collective good, yeah. I will say these things all the time. Yeah, uh, it's like the WNBA. No one watches it. All these woke women, all these woke feminists, all these individuals telling you that the WNBA and women's soccer and all this stuff should make more, yet they don't watch it. They I don't saw watch this one it. video of this guy breaking down this uh, girl for ESPN who was all on the, you know, pay women equally and all for the push the WNBA and all this shit. But he proved that she never used a WNBA guest on her show. She's never tweeted on her social media about WNBA, at least at that time. I'm sure she has since the videos come out. This is a few years ago. But, like, she had never tweeted about going to a WNBA game on her off time. She literally had never done anything to support the WNBA in any meaningful, significant way other than talk shit on TV about why the WNBA should, should be more successful and why we're all big. Exactly. It's exactly like the Doctor Who fans who were all happy with Dr. Jody and then never watched it. And same thing with all the Batwomen fans. It's like they're but you know, what I know I mean. what you're saying. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's just, it's like what they say they want is not what they actually want. It's just that's what the cause wants, so they want it too. Yeah, they they just they, but it's it's like they just lie to themselves and say, yeah, this is what we want. And then when the, the shit, it's a uh, AOC going to Florida. You know what I'm saying? Just like yep. yes. Oh my god, the hypocrisy of those people is just astounding. It's like when the shit hits the fan. When it when it comes down to or just I keep talking about all these woke woke uh, women find the whitest man they can. Meghan Markle married the fucking Prince of England. It gets no whiter. And and fucked up his life. Yeah. Don't simp, ladies and gentlemen. Don't simp. That's what that's, that's another, what we're saying here. That's another um, conversation. But yeah, don't simp for these uh major corporations. Don't simp for these causes because that's what this young lady. Who thought she was just gonna write a, a fun comedy, uh, and and she just yeah fun comedy for Hulu. This will be fun, and she found out nope, she sent for the wrong cause. Yeah, don't actually don't care you... about empowering black women. Exactly, and don't poke fun at your overlords. No, do not no. do that. Hopefully, they can't handle it. Hopefully, I hate to use this term because everyone uses it. Hopefully, she's a little bit more red pilled, and everyone on that staff is a little bit more red pilled about what uh what they're actually dealing with. I hope so too. You know, cause I, I used to be like that. Like I remember <clears throat> like anytime there was a police shooting, like of a black guy or whatever, yeah. like I was immediately on the black guy's side, no matter what. Yeah. Like but I didn't scrutinize, you know what I mean? Like I didn't scrutinize the individual situation. I, w- I didn't, I didn't ask a follow-up question about like, okay, well what were the, what was the situation? Like, why was he there? You know, like what happened before the shooting? Like, I didn't want to get to know all those details. I just, the media said that this was bad. I trusted it. Man, now I'm thinking back, like, because I was like that. But at a certain point, you start researching this shit and seeing what really happened in a lot of these cases. Like, wait a fucking second. And I remember one, and this one didn't even come national. Wait a minute. Yeah, there's some, some issue. But there was one, I want to say it was in Pittsburgh. It was not like a nationally known one but some this woke girl i was talking to 
brought it to my attention and I looked it up and I was like, the, the cop is a hero. This guy was shooting like multiple <laughs> people. He shot, I think he shot two people and was trying to circle back to shoot them again. And has already shot at the police and shit. He was like, he had already shot like three or four people. But this cop just stopped the supervillain. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, uh, they tried to pull that with someone during over, like over like the the summer of BLM. Yeah, um, where there was a girl was trying to stab another oh, girl, stabbing murderer. Yeah. yeah, she has a fucking Buster sword, and she's <laughs> trying to chop someone's head off. That thing looked like a damn machete, mm-hmm. and the cop. Killed her so he could save the other person's life. Like, what is he supposed and he to did. do? And he did yeah. save her life. And they tried to make it out to be, oh, we got another one. It's like, what? Do you, what is this? Like, no matter what, like, anytime a cop shoots anybody, we got to scrutinize it. It's like, I, I just can't. Like, what is your end game? You know, and the people get so fired up and they get so caught up. They don't ask any follow-up questions. Like, they trust the media. They trust the, you know, daddy to, to yeah. what to think. And, and that's where, you know, that's where you get really into trouble, man. If you don't think for yourself, you really end up like down these rabbit holes and you just, you become like a little trooper for these people and they they don't have your best interests. No, but to your, to the, another point, that kind of red pill, that incident with the knife, cause you did see more people say, wait a fucking second. What the fuck was this cop supposed to do? Uh, because he was, she was clearly about to kill that woman. There was, yeah. no, girl. There was no way around it. There was no debate. So why? Yeah, why did he shoot her in the leg? Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, come on! <laughs> Thank goodness this guy had a good enough shot to hit her. That's some. That's kind of a superhero shit to hit somebody who's about to kill somebody. You know, and what I mean? not and not catch the victim by accident. Yeah, standing so, right next to her. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's crazy, man. Like, did you hear about that girl who got stabbed like working at a furniture store in L.A.? I did hear about that. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, and the the random they call random stabbing or something like that. Just a homeless yeah. guy just walks into the store, stabs that girl, kills her, and then just <laughs> takes off. And it's just like, I mean, you know, this is this is the fallout of all the things that you say are really like, oh, they have empathy. It's like okay, until my daughter gets stabbed to death in a furniture store where she's just doing her job. Now, yeah. where, how far is my empathy supposed to go? Man, how about we don't defund the police? How about that? Oh, my God. Let's, how let's about go we don't the, do that? How about we fund them more so that they're better trained? Yeah. How about that? What What would be so wrong with better training? Oh and let's do something about this fucking homeless problem. And <sighs> can we do anything about it at all? Because Bro, it's that getting shit is scary. Bad. Real bad. Everywhere on in the country. Everywhere. So we have to do something about it. I don't think... I, I, I had this rant about fucking Dave Ramsey uh, just owning property. He had this shit about uh, just raising the price of property and not feeling bad about displaced home, uh, displacing tenants. But he, mm-hmm. his whole gimmick is he's a Christian. And it's like, well, you do have to pick one, Dave. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you, you do have to pick one. You can't just be like, "Oh no, don't feel bad if you if people are on the street," and you know, Bible. It's like, okay, guy, whatever. So that pissed me off. But it's like, man, the homeless problem is bad now. In the next five or ten years, it's gonna get insane. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the solution. I know what there there are solutions, but I don't see them coming down the path. Whoa. What? 
have you have you seen Eminem's daughter lately? Oh no, I have not. Is she hot? Yes. <laughs> oh no. That's going to feel weird to 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 look at Haley. Uh I guess I don't know. I guess she's on Instagram or whatever. Oh, there's a gallery. Oh, no. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> that's crazy. Dude, she's hot. This is the little girl that was on the like album covers and shit. Oh, yeah, that's right. She was. Oh no. This is the girl that sung on oh, my dad's gone crazy. And now yeah. she's like grown and hot. And this simp. He better be the gay best friend. Couple. Oh, they're Fuck a couple. <laughs> Evan simp. McClintock. What does he do? Oh. Google him. See what he does. Oh, growth executive. Oh, so he's paying for the box. Oh, yeah. She smashes somebody else. I could be your side dude. Oh, who, I don't know about that. But I'm just saying, like, you know, if she grew up with Eminem's money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she's not going to date who her dad was before he became famous. Yeah, she <laughs> you is. know what I mean? No, she's not. Well, she yeah. might fuck on. Yeah, but like, that's no. what I mean. Dude, these girls are expensive, man. Like, I saw this girl. Like, I see these girls every once in a while come into where I work, and they're like these stunners, you know. But then you you look closely, right? They're like mm-hmm. 26, and they're wearing, you know, designer this, designer purse, like jewelry, like these long coats. Like, they look so regal. You're like, yeah, dude, someone's funding that lifestyle. Like, you yeah. don't, you know, and maybe she's an entrepreneur. Maybe she's a model or something like that. Maybe. Probably not, though. Like, yeah. most likely not. So it's like, yeah, man, like. Girl like that, she knows she's got value. Like she knows she can command a price. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she, she does, man. Like yeah, you said, oof. they always hit. They hit. They always hit. Hit off other guys. So yeah, dude. Fucking Eminem's daughter's smoke show. That's crazy. That's that's, that's very like aging. Like that makes me feel old. <laughs> I mean, I was in middle school when that album came out. I wasn't exactly like in my thirties. But it's like, I don't know. It's like okay, I can consciously remember when I was like, how how was I when when the my that was two thousand two Eminem show. I said my dad's gone crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was what fifteen. Yeah, and she was like a six year old. No, was she? She had to be. No, really? How old? Is like, it? no, she's twenty six now. 26 that's about oh, 20 yeah. years ago yeah, you're that's right. exactly 20 years ago that's my point oh, shit you're right she was six wow yeah that's weird so it's like I, I, I there was a point on earth where i was on earth for 15 years and she had only been there for six and i'm lusting after her it's like oh my god and just the fact that that's 26 now so you're telling me if i wanted to date a 22 year old let's just say i had a little money i want i'm doing a little well for myself like you know i'm gonna trick a little bit grab a 22 year old which i'm not going to i'm on my little make top shit but that's neither here nor there you're telling me it's like that's somebody who was born the year 2000? That's scary as shit. Bro, isn't that weird? Like, I was I was doing the math, and I was like, I work with a girl who was born after 9-11. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's they crazy. Be, uh, by the end of this year, they'll be old enough to drink. Yeah. That's nuts. Um, moving on. <laughs> And since oh. you did all, that's the point. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. Where I'm, am I? 
I'm not joking. I'm being honest. I, whatever. You know, everyone. I mean, I, look, I know plenty of stupid motherfuckers who are adults, too. Yes. <laughs> dumb 40-year-olds. Yes, sir. Um, were you a fan of Game of Thrones? I was not, actually. I know okay. it was a big thing. So you didn't, you didn't get caught up in it or whatever. You weren't like, you didn't really watch it. I, didn't, I wasn't no. sure about that. I, I was like, I, you know, I, I just knew oh, the shit. meta. Oh, Fitz, shit. Fitzgerald was born after 9-11. Yeah. Everyone's Damn, like, hey, for real? Yeah. That's what's up. I like that. That's cool. Stop we got like kids. a young dude in the chat. Hell yeah. That's that great, man. That's yeah. cool. Oh, Morgan Holloway's only 25. Wow. Yeah. Dude, because that's wild. When I look at my channel analytics, like, it is a very specific demographic. And it is, like, 30 to 60-year-old men. Yeah. And <laughs> they don't it. do the, the racial demographic, but I'm guessing yeah. they're all white. I would think. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, there's a, there's more in the fandom than I think we True. realize. True. Because I know Fizz, Fizz is, I think, black. I mean, yeah, Fenrir. Fenrir. He's a, he's a, yeah, I mean, you know, but it's, it's, it's a fair amount. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... Kai's but uh, yeah, but that's tight. That's tight. You guys are hanging out. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, well, there is an article about Peter Dinklage talking about Game of Thrones. Is that something you'd be interested? Yes, in? Yes, yes. Okay. When last car he was met, what did he say about white people? They just wanted white people to be. He probably said some white comfort bullshit. Yeah, something like that. Which, by the way, that white comfort is doctrine is critical race theory doctrine, like from the academics. Yeah. I didn't know that necessarily. I thought it was just a buzzword, mm-hmm. but it, it's actually straight out of what they think. Bro, this book, I keep talking about it, but that Cynical Theories book, they talked about, Remember, you know, remember how, like, um, like Asians are white adjacent? Yeah, yeah, that craziness. Is that in there, too? Bro, this book came out in 2020, I think, before all the BLM stuff, before all the big riots and shit like that, and they point that out. Wow. That was this already is... part of what they like, part of their worldview. Hmm. So mm-hmm. what, like, white adjacent? <clears throat> I wonder what other groups they consider to be white adjacent. Because I mean, you, talk, you know, they're... oh Jesus. And also, there was all this intersectionality that I was listening to about how like <clears throat> gay white men have like a certain degree of privilege, and even like gay black men because they're also not trans and they even went so far as to say (laughs) male male to women trans women have more privilege than women to male uh trans people because they're more accepted or something like that it was like wow it was like wow god you people are out of your fucking minds you know what else i noticed there's a deep hatred of men that goes so deep that even when you start breaking it down it's like no we still hate men more even if it's you're trans the cornerstone it's the cornerstone of their philosophy dude it's way like it all came out of the only people in the history of earth who've ever had anything good happen to them are white western men christian straight white west that is the cornerstone of their philosophy it's all built off of that and then it goes. The thing that has always boggled my mind is okay. In such a hierarchy, if such a hierarchy exists, surely white Western women are no worse than two. They couldn't be. But for you some just reason, me. they just get rem- like a pass. They could be no worse than two. They are. Cl- 
I'm not going to say clearly number one because I don't believe in such a hierarchy. I know that, I mean, statistically, but that's just not how I live my life. It's crazy to think like that. But, like, if you did, how it could this group be no worse than two? Maybe three. Maybe three if you do just Asian adjacent shit. Okay. But they get a pass? A oh, no. Pass? It gets better. I Okay. Forget this Peter Dinklage article. Yeah. It comes up <laughs> short. But I'm we'll deal with that later. Uh, this you got to see. <laughs> yes, sir. I got something for you, buddy. All right. You are going to love this. I saw this on a meme site. I saw this on 9gag the other day, and I was like, get the fuck out of here. I'm just going to let you. I'm not even going to. Wait, let me All zoom right. in on it. I'm going to let you read the title. Cold. Social justice is always considered Asians as white because they are privileged and therefore white. Smarten us up. Yep. You show smarten us up. Because yeah, it's about because it's like well if you look at them they're racially different so they're very inconvenient to their argument because their whole their their whole argument is that the entire like Western civilization has been founded on a racial hierarchy that's designed to oppress everyone other than straight white men uh, and so the the Asians don't fit into that narrative because economically they actually like per capita do better than white white families so that doesn't fit into their worldview so they have to come up with an explanation for it Mm. that's why they say shit like that yeah and then since you did says why women are the most privileged group that ever existed that's my theory i mean no offense well bitch Uh, i got something for you they're behind the intersection of crap so they rigged it in their favor that's what i think since you did buddy 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 get ready all right you read this article you read this title this is from Time Magazine in 2013. Affirmative action has helped white women more than anyone. Department <laughs> of Justice. I, you know something? I knew this. I had been hearing this shit for years. That white women got the most affirmative action money. And I am not shocked at all. I'm not shocked at all. You know why? I, because there are, <laughs> I heard this for years, and people have been saying it. I didn't know it was official official. <laughs> this is Time fucking magazine. But this is Time magazine official. So this is and it's 2013. So this is all this is all pre TDS, pre all that shit. So this is actual yeah. real reporting. This is Obama in office. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. I'm not shocked. I had heard it, but to see the official stamp. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. And you will never hear about this. Not so, no. once. Can, can we officially, you know, shout out to Morgan Holloway. Shout out to Isn't a Girl. We're not trying to pick on white women. No. But we're saying, statistically speaking, from all the information we can come up with, the most privileged group. And I had heard. Or, or at the very or, least, at the very least, their model of a patriarchy society, patriarchal society that is designed to oppress women is bullshit. Yes. That much we can at least prove is fact. I mean, come on. Like, there's so much evidence to disprove this. They throw it all out. Oh, this is the greatest thing ever. All right, I want you to read this article. I didn't read the article. I just saw the headline. I was like, oh, my God, I have to That's bring good. this to the show. I have yes. to. Uh, so this this was written June 17th, 2013, so almost 10 wow. years ago. Well, you know, almost, yeah, you know. Yeah, about 10 years ago. So, in the coming days, U.S. If this is obviously already happened. A U.S. Supreme Court is expected to rule in a potentially landmark case on the constitutionality of affirmative action, which I guess we can see affirmative action still around. So, 
that we know the outcome. In any event, the original lawsuit was filed on behalf of Abigail Fisher, a woman who claims she was denied admission to the University of Texas because she is white. Uh, but study after study shows that affirmative action helps white women as much or even more than it helps men and women of color. Ironically, Fisher is exactly the per- kind of person affirmative action helps the most in America today. This is still a pretty woke article, though, because if you think about it, she's saying like, well, I'm being I'm not being allowed into this because I'm white. Maybe, you know, that's her that's her lawsuit. Who knows if she's true? And they're basically like being, well, you know, yeah, you shouldn't because affirmative action has been helping, you know, white people (laughs) all along. Yeah, it's kind of still has a woke angle. Yeah. 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 Originally, uh, white or sorry, I was just talking white women. White women. Uh, originally, women weren't included in legislation attempting to level the playing field in education and employment. The first affirmative action measure in America was an executive order signed by Kennedy in 1961, requiring federal contractors take affirmative action to ensure that applicants are employed and employees are treated during employment without regard to their race, creed color and national origin so it actually when you look at the original affirmative action order it did not put a a a push towards any group it just said you can't deny them employment because of right which is what it should be that's that should be what the standard we're all striving towards so literally had it just stopped there none of these problems would be happening Mm -hmm. but they well we know what happened to kennedy so. but fast forward about 10 years later that's when all this uh postmodernism and critical theory started coming out of the colleges yeah mm-hmm. and yeah it was about 10 years later about the end of the 60s early 70s and then all of a sudden feminism and bra mm-hmm. burning and mm-hmm. now the whole world's fucked yeah. um <laughs> Where were we? Uh, yeah, okay. In 67, President LBJ, fucking demon, admitted this. Of course he did. Uh, and the subsequent measure was to include sex, recognizing that women are also face discriminatory barriers uh, and hurdles at equal opportunity. Again, had it just stopped in 1961, none of this had been happening. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Meanwhile, Civil Rights Act in 1964 uh, only included sex in the prohibited forms of discrimination. Because conservative opponents of legislation helped that including it would sway <coughs> moderate members to withdraw their support for the bill. So wait a second. The, so you're telling me feminism half started as a poison pill in a bill in the sixties? They said if we include women, well, there's no way wave. they're gonna vote on it. Second wave feminism. Because first wave, wave feminism was like women's suffrage. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just but crazy. Look, but doesn't this sound exactly like today? Yeah, it does. <laughs> like It doesn't sound like anything's changed. It sounds like the same bullshit's going back and forth. <laughs> yes. And both sides are full of shit and making terrible decisions. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking up everything. Yep. And setting precedent that won't be folded back. And it'll have mm-hmm. years and years of complete damage. Jesus Christ. Uh, do you want me to keep going with this? No, not really. I just wanted to. I mean, it's just, you know, eventually, what do you think their point's going to be? You know, okay, right. White people bad. But it was just, <laughs> I just saw that that, that uh, headline. I was like, that is goddamn genius. Of course, man. You said it. And listen, shout out to all, all the white women in the crowd. We love Courtney. We love white women. We love all people. Yeah. We'll say some, not all. I white mean, women are a plague. 
Some, not all. But but there's a lot of them that's a plague. But it it seems similar. It's like, you know, it's kind of it's it's almost like it's it's uh kind of in line with what I was saying about the black community uh putting their best intentions on like feminism on, on uh, like a BLM and stuff like that. Yeah, you, like that Freudian slip was correct as well, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean that's that that's there too, but but like with the with the feminism and stuff like it's not necessarily it's part partially the best intentions, but it's also managed to tap into female entitlement. Mm. And has just kind of let that shit is running wild. Yeah, because you literally, in some circles, because it's not like all, in all circles, but some circles, you're not allowed to criticize a woman. You're not allowed to do anything. Just to, I mean, we talk Bro, about. Go ahead. I got I got reprimanded at work, and I couldn't. Yeah. Be, I was just like I, I I couldn't believe it. I was just like what? Like, so if you've ever worked in a restaurant, mm-hmm. it's very crowded. You know, like yeah. you, you, and you're moving really close to each other a lot. So there's lots of ways to let people know you're behind them just so they don't. So you say behind or you tap them on the back, right? Just to let them know you're, you're right behind them. There's a presence behind yeah, yeah, yeah. you. They told me to stop tapping people on the back. Too touchy feely, Matt. Yeah. That's what they said. And I was just like, what? Like, I mean, yeah. I was just, I, I was like, I'm literally doing it so that they know I'm behind. Like I tap, like literally just tap them on the back of the shoulder just tap just to let yeah. them know I'm there. And they're just like, yeah, if you could not do that, you know, it was just like, all right, like I, I won't do it anymore. But like, it's literally just a work courtesy. It's like I said, I told my, I told my boss, like, it's not like I'm rubbing them on the shoulders and be like, what are you doing this weekend? Yeah. Like I just literally tap them <laughs> as I walk by. So they don't just turn around with like a pizza in their hand and get it all over me or something. Like, yeah. it's just like, are you fucking serious? But it's because girls had a, mm, you know, well, if they say it, you got to take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't want to get sued. You don't want to get yeah. sued. No. So you got to avoid. And that's another thing. I mean, shit. This shit has trickled down to regular life. That's the, the main thing. Me Too, that started off some shit that, you know, a bunch of celebrities came up with. is now a part of everyone's normal life if you were in a workplace. Because... You're in a situation where anything close to possibly causing anything, if you do anything to offend a woman, basically, that's really what it stands. That's is. really what it comes down to. That's it. Uh, yeah, as Morgan Holloway says, "Fuck feminazis, man. They've done some damage, man. Ooh. They've done some damage to the. And they're the, not done. The whole earth. They're not finished. And you know who they hate more than men? Fucking women." They're trying to destroy women completely. They're trying to replace you with transgender men. And I'm not joking with this because that's why you're pregnant people. You're not even women anymore. They are doing destruction to the whole earth, man. Uh, Squeak a mouse says, uh, why not just stay behind? That's a courtesy too. And does the job without invading space. It's not girl shit. It's haptics and proximity. And some people have bubbles. I mean, like I said, I stopped doing it for that reason, but that's, I mean, if you are that sensitive about your personal space, you probably shouldn't work in the restaurant industry because you're on top of each other all day long. I mean, it's just there's no way around it. You're in cramped spaces. There's a lot of people around there. You're moving quickly. Sometimes it's just more efficient 
I don't want to say behind 77 times in, in, in 15 minutes. You know what I mean? It's just I'm walking mm-hmm. by, tap you, let you know, keep going so that you don't back into me. That's it. It's easier. It's easier on me. It's quicker. You understand the communication. It's like I get it, but like then go work in an office. Mm-hmm. You know, go work in a low stress, low physical contact environment. I mean, even in the best of days, you're still bumping into people all the time. It's just part of the job. I understand what you're saying, but it's just like this is this is this is the workplace. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. But I mean, obviously, I stopped doing it because I'm like, all right, <laughs> I don't need I don't need this problem. You know what I mean? It's so stupid, but okay. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Smart D would see. I just I tossed this out. Say behind you might think they're calling out their ass, which I hope doesn't become a thing. Like it sounds like a joke, but it also sounds like it could be. Like you said, it's like if you offend a woman, that that's a crime that, that matters. There's no such so no such recourse for me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like unless I you break an actual rule, even then, it doesn't really. No one gives a shit. You know, like then you're just kind of a problem for the company. You know, you're yeah. not. You're not entitled to really any kind of recourse or rights. Yeah. Forbidden Ruin says, uh, don't like it, go home and learn to code. Kind of. Oh, wow. I mean, sort of. Like, it's a, it's just like, you know, especially like if you was in a kitchen, like, I couldn't imagine that that would even come up because it's like you have a knife in your hand. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I I don't know. (laughs) It, it's not, I don't know. I just, I mean, I've been doing it forever. It's a very, sophisticated system I work with. I'm not just like, you know, touching the girls on the shoulder, you know, like stealing a peek, uh, like stealing a grope. It's just to literally a tap. It's a tap just to let you know I'm behind you. Yeah. And learning the code doesn't work. I tried. So. I could never imagine. Yeah, I tried. I know a little bit. I've done done some things, some stuff. I I did put a game out on the fucking, um, what the fuck was it? Google Play. It's not there anymore. Oh yeah, that's right. It? Forgot about that. Yeah, I you know I need to like re-release it on something. I think I can. That's the other code. That's a whole other conversation. Actually, probably. I know it's early, but I, I got to get into work. Okay. So, yeah, I was thinking about rapping. Unless there was something else. There was. I mean, you had a few other stories. You no, I mean, had the a, I always over prepare. Yeah. You know, so we always have something to talk about. Um. No, uh, great show. Yeah, as always culture crime fighters and uh i know we're wrapping up a little under two hours today but you know real life is real life but i will say there is salvation there is hope don't worry if you want more culture crime fighters there's more episodes for you to watch there's a whole patreon out there six episodes are up right now you could even just pay one month get all six episodes and then be out yeah try that the patreon culture crime fighters is up I recommend you check it out. I think we're doing really fun stuff on this website. Yes. I love it. $5 a month gets you all these episodes. Look at all these great episodes. Yeah. And ironically, yeah. our last episode is longer. So even yes. though this episode's shorter, you can get extended Culture Crime Fighters. Uh, Look at that. Hour yeah, and 20. Our, uh, what is the anti-football? Clueless anti-football, Clueless anti-football pussies. pussies. Yes. Which is a fun episode. All these episodes have been fun. All these episodes have been fun. Yeah. Hey. Thank you, I Morgan. Appreciate it. Much about appreciated. This. It's we do it one episode a week. It's a, a bottled water a week, literally. Mm-hmm. Thank you for for being a great audience member, Kitty Thank you all in the chat. Only God knows how many actually 
were there because they they're having some numbers issue. I'm like, wait, our numbers look low, but the chat seems active. Who knows? But thank you all for being here. Uh, please check out the Patreon. It's check like it out. Five dollars great. Like I really like what we're baking yes. on there. Like I don't even like I'm not just begging. Just I'm not like got my coffer out. Like I honestly think the content is worth your time. Like it's really good. It if I know everybody didn't pay Disney Plus, but I it, I'm telling you, it's more valuable to you than Disney Plus. Would you rather watch the book of Boba Fett? Right. Or listen to us. Listen to us. Fail at dating. Talk about sports. Talk work. about uh, work. Childhood mischief. Yeah, man. There's a lot of fun stuff, so please check it out. Join the crime squad. Yeah. That's what Chantino said. Thanks. This is very gay, very cool. So, yeah. Very cute. We're cool. Thank you, Sentient Dildy. Good to see you, buddy.